From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Our guests today are Marilyn and James Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. From the Jackson restaurant, they've been serving Cajun flavor with items such as spicy jambalaya, Cajun shrimp alfredo, crawfish effetuve, and of course, gumbo. We haven't talked with them since earlier this year, so we'll learn what's new at the restaurant and also take a little trip back in time and talk about the history of gumbo and other Cajun cuisine. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning. Give us a phone call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Our guests today are Marilyn and James Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. From their Jackson restaurant, they've been serving Cajun flavor with items such as spicy jambalaya, Cajun shrimp alfredo, crawfish etouffee, and, of course, gumbo. We haven't talked with them since earlier this year, so we'll learn what's new at the restaurant and also take a little trip back in time and talk about the history of gumbo and other Cajun cuisine. You can always join the conversation with a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. Not only did I have a good weekend, I had a great last week. I'm really excited. Um, I signed on with a publisher. Oh. You know, we've been talking about me doing a cookbook for a while, and I've been going back and forth with that. And I finally decided, Kevin, I needed a little help. And so I'm really excited. Uh, Elise Gabrielle is now my publisher, and her company is also managing me now. So I'm a pretty happy girl. This has been a really fantastic week. All right. Going going uptown on us now. (laughs) I'm trying to keep up with you already. (laughs) (laughs) I had uh, an active weekend. My tennis team I played on made the state tournament, so I was playing tennis all weekend long. So a little worn out, a lot of fun. Didn't uh, fare as well as we might have wanted to, but uh, it was a fun experience and, and lots of tennis this weekend. And uh, actually, it was a little warmer than I thought. I had only wore a pair of sweatpants and didn't bring shorts because I thought the weather was supposed to be in the 50s and 60s. But I guess when you get running around and the sun gets out there, it got a little bit warm. So, uh, But as I said, exciting experience, a lot of great uh, tennis throughout the weekend. So. so after I make my first ten million, you know, I'll play a game of tennis with you and invite you over for crumpets, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberries and cream is what we have uh, at Wimbledon. So, oh, oh sounds yummy. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, make some uh, something. I was went, went to uh, the grocery store yesterday to pick up some things. Needed some cat food among other things. Um, and uh, fell into the habit or the uh, trap of uh, going down the aisle that you don't necessarily need something on, and uh, the little chili kit caught my eye, you know, where you got all the ingredients. So I thought, well, I'll make some chili. So I thought, well, I'll make it with the uh, turkey, make, try to make it a little bit more healthy. And then I started thinking, I thought, well, you yeah, know, ways to jazz it up. So tonight I decided I would do the turkey uh, chili, but I'm going to add in uh, a red onion, and then I'm going to add in some uh, black beans and some corn. 
So try to jazz it up just a little bit. So you're going to make a southwestern chili. All right. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I really do like black beans. I had not uh, had them for a while, and I can't remember the first time I tried them. Uh, it might have been at a Mexican restaurant or something, but uh, I do enjoy them now. And I'm still uh, – my other goal here, uh, uh, um, culinarily speaking, is to make some uh, black bean hummus. Oh, wow. So I will. I love black beans, and I, and I love the texture. You know, you can parade them, and they become very, very creamy. You can smash them, or like you said, you can add them into a soup or into a chili, and they're just it, it's just such a wonderful, wonderful texture. But I love beans, period. They're great, a great source of protein besides just being super yummy. You know? Yeah, I thought, you know, that's the thing. It'll, uh, I think especially when you add it to a chili or something, it makes it a little uh, richer, and so it'll be more filling and so you don't have to eat as much per, per serving to to be filled up, and 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 beans are are healthy for you. I, at least I hope, because that's that's what I thought. But uh, so uh, you brought in uh, uh, something that I think would be a great uh, side dish, especially for Thanksgiving, but uh, any time of the year. And it's sort of your take on corn pudding. So tell us about it. So listen, Kevin, I'm I'm really really excited about the holidays. For people who know me, I started celebrating like really early, you know, with the decorations and the table settings and preparing wonderful side dishes. Well, corn pudding is one of those things that I absolutely love, but I wanted to give it a new twist. And so, uh, what I did was I created a traditional corn pudding. I added in a little bit more savory flavor to it by simply adding in a little bit of fresh rosemary. You got a little thyme in there. You, you know, of course, you know, you got a little salt and pepper, tiny pinch of sugar, not too much, just to kind of balance it out a little bit. You've got some cracked black pepper in there. But what really makes this really yummy is I created a cream sauce to go on the uh, pudding. So it gives it just this over the top celebratory kind of taste to it. Really yummy. And it's really simple to make. It's just uh, if you're using canned corn, it's taking the excess uh water that's in the can and reserving it. You're going to take a little bit of butter and some heavy cream, and you're going to just simply, in a saucepan, you're going to melt your butter, add in your um, your reserved corn liquid, and then you're going to add in the heavy cream, a pinch of salt and pepper, and just let it simmer down really quick, really easy. But when I tell you, everybody's been passing by, giving us thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, and I think a few people have had more than one serving. It's just really, really a great dish. It's and it pairs well with you know your greens, your your beans. It's just a really nice side to have on the holiday table. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think it's very crunchy, so it's almost like you you know you took a, a thing of cornbread and jammed some corn in there. And but you're right, the cream the cream sauce is good because I you know I like cream corn as well, and so it it really uh, it was really quite flavorful. And like I said to me, you know the the crunch. Uh, of, of the of the and I guess it sort of is cornbread. Well, um, yeah, well, basically, because for anybody that has you know made that, it's quick and easy. You want one box of Jippy mix. You've got one can of whole corn, and you're going to drain the oil off. And you've got a can of cream corn, Kevin. Uh, and then you're going to simply just, you know, stir that in. I added a pad of butter. The recipe doesn't call for that, but I added a pad of butter in there. And then I added all of these extra, you know, uh, seasonings in besides your basic salt and pepper. Again, you know, you've added, you know, the uh, little onions and all the other savory things that we put in there, stirred up, put in a casserole dish and just let it bake for about 28 minutes. 
and it gets this really beautiful color. The reason it has a little bit more crisp because I usually like to bake mine about 30 to 32 minutes, which gives it a little bit more stiffness, and you're able to slice it opposed to just scooping it out. Mm -hmm. And then adding that sauce to it is just really, really yummy. And that uh, nice golden brown color, uh, and again, the crunch, and then the color of, of, I think you said the rosemary, had a little bit of green in there. So, uh, as always, a very visual uh, delight as well as uh, uh, tasty. Um, so, we are, after the first break, in just a few minutes here, we're going to talk to uh, Marilyn and James Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. Um, there's a, I actually had some gumbo uh, this weekend. Uh, there's a place in Pearl that does a good job with it, uh, lots of... Big, the, the, the chef that owns this restaurant, I believe, is originally from the Gulf Coast, so he's always got a lot of uh, Gulf shrimp in there, and uh, they use, um, I think they use jasmine rice, but it's, it's, a, it's a nice rice, and uh, it's, it's enough to, um, to make it, I, I know it's, a, it's such a big serving, so I, I planned out, it was dinner Saturday and, and lunch Sunday afternoon, so. Well, you know, that's the thing that I love about, you know, items like gumbo, the the give them a few days to kind of sit. You know, the first day is really good. The next day is really good. By the third day, Kevin, you're just in love with it because the flavors have had a chance to kind of, you know, infuse and all those textures have melted together and it's just really yummy. But I love gumbo. And I particularly was excited when I found out that Marilyn was coming in today because I hope she brought us some. <laughs> yeah, the if last she, time. If she did, she's in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, last time she was here, she brought some along, and it was really, really good gumbo. So, um, you know, the other thing was funny. I with the restaurant the, in Pearl there, I, so I got that, and and I, I hate to do it, but they always have pretty good dessert. So, she, and of course, she said, "Do you want something for dessert?" And so she and I said, "What?" And, and she listed all the desserts. So I got the Reese's pudding. Oh, so it was basically pudding with Reese's peanut butter cup flavor. Oh wow! And uh, that that didn't last uh, overnight. <laughs> that you know. Uh, but it was good, you know. It had some whipped cream and drizzled with the caramel and everything, so that that was very good as well. But like I said, I I, I thought about it was eating. I thought, well, I should best save half of this for tomorrow. Too. I'm like, oh no, that's okay. I'll go ahead and you know. Well, one of the one of the <laughs> things you know, people are constantly asking me, Kevin. You know, especially when they meet me in person, I was like, you know, how do you maintain? You know, and I always just tell people to eat in portions, you know, and and never to make food your whole life to enjoy it, but to enjoy your entire life, you know. And so along, especially with the holidays coming up, you know, it, you know, most people are going to gain an extra 10 to 15 pounds. That's crazy. You don't want to do that. You really want to just, you know, laugh a lot, love on people a lot and make food just kind of the accessory of the day, but not the main focal point of your life or the holidays. Well, it's taken me years and years and years, but, you know, I used to eat so much. And then to me, when you eat too much and feel stuff, it just it, – it, it's not – it's not a comfortable feeling, and so you just feel, you know, off your game there for the rest of the afternoon. So I really have learned, and especially uh, for the holidays, Christmas and Thanksgiving, I usually go to my brother and sister-in-law's house. My sister-in-law is an excellent cook. She always prepares, you know, a bunch of stuff. Her mother comes from Biloxi. With so, Kevin, some... when are you going to go ahead and tell the family that you're actually my Monday morning <laughs> man? I, I'm just, I'm so confused by that. It's, you know, I'm tired of hearing about... <laughs> My other half of the family, and you know, I feel like you're hiding me or something. What I mean, what's really going on? Well, they listen to the show, so I'm sure they know by now. 
But my point was, when you, especially in the holidays, take small portions of everything. You want to get all those flavors, so take very small portions of everything so you can get to taste everything that's on the table. Absolutely. We need to take a break. When we get back, we will invite our guests, Marilyn and James Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. And welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. If there were only smell-o-vision on the radio, you could smell what we're smelling here. Uh, Our guests, Marilyn and James Kathuka from Gumbo Girl, have joined us and brought all kind of wonderful food for us to uh, sample. So, again, you know, uh, Java and I often talk about this. Java, our producer, uh, we often talk about this, that, you know, it's it's really not good radio to uh, eat food on the radio. But we break the rules on this show. It's Uh, one of the first things they tell you when you go to mass comm class is that you're not supposed to eat and drink on the radio, but it makes for... Well, Java, they didn't know we were going to do a food show on air. Yeah, that's what see. This is a very special show. It It makes for good radio. And the last time Marilyn um, came on from Gumbo Girl, that was like one of the best taste tests that was we've ever had here on uh, Deep South Dining. Not just a great taste test, but I absolutely love her. She's got the best energy, just a really amazing person. So well, I'm always happy you. to see her. Thank you, Deborah. And then she's brought us all this yummy food I today. Know. <laughs> I should have brought a big spoon. I should have brought a big spoon. <laughs> So uh, we hey, well, well, we'll just use, we'll use this one. The little spoon there. That's yes. right. So uh, we talked to you in March. Uh, so tell us how are things going at the restaurant? Oh, they're going great. Um, we've uh, now we've introduced two more um, gumbos uh, to our menu. We've introduced a vegetarian gumbo. Yay! For you know uh, our vegetarians who don't eat you know meat, and we also um, introduced a um, all seafood gumbo for those who really um, don't want the sausage and the chicken. And of course, we have our surf and turf, which that's what you guys are eating this morning. Okay. Um, and we have our sausage and chicken for those who don't eat seafood or can't eat seafood, rather, should I say. So we have gumbos for everyone. That's why they call you the gumbo girl. That's right. <laughs> so tell us, Marilyn, how did you get the name? Because I know this story, so this is really good. How did you get the name gumbo girl? My husband gave that to me. Oh, <laughs> oh how sweet. He's sitting right here. I guess he. I guess he thought it was befitting to give that to me. <laughs> well, it's a great name. Well, so, thank so you. So, James, tell us, how did you come up with the name Gumbo Girl? Um, well, um, it, just being with her, uh, you know, when we were dating before we actually got married, and uh, this was one of the things, you know, being around her family, everybody looked forward to her <laughs> making gumbo during the holidays. Uh, and, it, it, you know, when I say everybody, I mean Everybody. <laughs> I'm talking about cousins, aunts, sisters, neighbors, everyone, you know. And they, and so it, when we started looking at it a little more uh, as far – one, one of the things that people would always say was, you've got to package this. You've got to sell this. You've oh, got to yeah. do something with it. Oh, do yeah. something with it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when we started to do a little catering here and there, we, we, we just, you know – 
I, I thought of, of a name, uh, and I've always thought she's a pretty girl, so I... Uh, oh, uh, how sweet. I thought Gumbo and the girl, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I designed her a logo, and, um, you know, our business is a creative agency. We do branding, marketing, that kind of stuff, and so I designed the logo and just kind of surprised her with it, and it just took off. So t- tell me how much do the flavors and textures of Maryland's food remind you of home? Actually, uh, a lot because um, we like really flavorful, f- flavorful food, uh, mm-hmm. well seasoned, and, and particularly specific uh, types of herbs or seasonings in there that kind of just hit the palate, and you're like, you know, okay, that's it, that's that's <laughs> that's where it's at, and you know, coming from uh, you know not such a wealthy country. Uh, the the cuisines there are kind of skimped out a little bit. So when you do get a special meal uh, mm-hmm. that is, you know, uh, say during uh, weddings or something like that, something like a, a pilau, which is uh, has some Arabic uh, descent and 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 uh, some uh, Indian influence, with all this combination of strong flavors, you're like, this is it. You're you know? really excited so, about it, <laughs> right? Yes, so, very but but her food is like it. that all the time. So oh, thank <laughs> I'm you. like, you know. I'm at a party all the time. <laughs> so I think I think part of that Maryland does come from being a Southern girl, yeah, and having it does. that really deep South influence of cooking. You know, and I think a lot of people don't realize here in Mississippi, our culture comes from all over the world in terms of the seasonings and the herbs and the flavors Absolutely. that we use. We really are when when I think about the word melting pot, Mississippi really is that place mm-hmm. because we have French influence, yes. we have Indian influence, of course we have African influence. Here, mm-hmm. so it makes it just for a really, really beautiful palate uh-huh. to have. You know, anything that we cook is very soulful, and uh, whether you call it southern cooking or soul food, it really is just delicious. It is, it is. Um, and I love flavorful food. I try to tell um, our customers, uh, me and my husband, I, my uh, staff, when the customers come in, they're so used to putting. Um, Pouring uh, what is the hot sauce to to gumbo there, but I tell them please if I see them I say please please don't do it don't do it taste Taste it first first. because you're gonna mess the whole flavor up in it if you add hot sauce and when they taste it they're like thank you so much they're because every they they tell me most places they go they have to doctor on the gumbo and i tell them well you don't have to doctor on mine any of my food the only thing that's missing from her uh, is an accent other than that (laughs) (laughs) deborah that's a good accent oh my god the only thing that's missing from your plate, Marilyn, really is an accent. Girl. That is a great accent. I never heard you do that. I could listen to you doing that. Well, listen, girl, uh, at home when I'm reading to my granddaughter, in uh-huh. order to get her interested, I had to come up with all these character voices. Wow. And so accents are one of the things that we do when we're reading. So it makes it a lot of fun. But I want everybody to know why Kevin is so quiet because he's eating this delicious bowl of gumbo. I'm oh telling you, this is absolutely amazing. Really, this, and that's, I, I appreciate Deborah taking the show over because, like I said, this is giving me a chance to eat. <laughs> this really is outstanding. Uh, and you Thank said it's the, you. the surf and turf? This is a surf and yes. turf, which includes the seafood and the sausage and chicken. So it's got uh, shrimp and uh, crawfish? It has shrimp, crawfish, um, chicken, sausage, blue crab, and okra. 
So Marilyn, one of the things that I love about your gumbo is the mm-hmm. rice. Tell us about the rice that you use. Okay. The rice is light and fluffy. It's a basmati rice. And um, everybody asks me, what kind of rice is that? A lot of people think it's a jasmine <clears throat> rice. That is jasmine rice, rather. And I tell them, no, it's not jasmine. It's... it's, it's um, what did I just a say? Basmati. Basmati. <laughs> it's a basmati rice. It's and, okay. Uh, I have I'm those kind of moments all the time. Right. My mind is like it's, uh, gone. So it's basically uh, basmati is an Indian rice. It grows in the foothills of the Himalayas. Uh, and it is uh, a long, thin-grained rice that is uh, very light and fluffy. And it, when, it, when it's cooked right, uh, it actually doesn't take very long to cook. It's a very delicate rice. When it's cooked right, it uh, it's 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 uh, the, the grains are you know separate. They don't clump together, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's uh, it is very aromatic, okay. uh, very very nice light rice. And the reason uh, uh, we decided to use this again, you know, versus mm-hmm. the traditional parboiled rice that you know you commonly mm-hmm. find in gumbos, is because. You know, it was heavy. Gumbo is kind of heavy by itself. Right. You know, if you think about it, you know, if you want a good helping of it, and so uh, that light rice kind of complements it, and you can keep going. You, you just don't want to eat and get pot stuck. You see, stuck my husband really knew how to describe the rice, right? <laughs> <laughs> because he ate it a lot back home in Kenya. <laughs> right, right. So there's a lot of uh, Indian influence of, of foods. I grew up in the coastal part of uh, Kenya, which is Mombasa, and so there's a, a lot of uh, Indian influence there from the biryanis to uh, know, all these different types of foods. So, yeah, the basmati rice. Um, That's one of the yeah. things that I constantly say, you know, like whenever you sit down and eat any meal, mm-hmm. is to, after you say a word of thanksgiving, because I, I just believe that people should do that, just right. to, whoever you say thank you to, to say a word of thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The next thing that I, I truly believe is that you should take a moment and just really think about how this food has traveled from around the world to get to your plate. And you think about, uh, because we, we're so used to just sitting down and eating. We don't right. really give any homage to the, That's you true. know, the ideas that go and the hard work That's that true. go uh, into every meal, whether it's a spice that you love, somebody mm-hmm. had to plant it. Somebody had to love it. Somebody had to harvest it and somebody had to package it and sell it. So there's just so much more that goes into every meal Wow, that we that we yeah. eat more than most people think about, and That's so true. if you just take a moment and think about that, it'll fill your heart with Thanksgiving for the entire world. And that that's the so thing true. that I love about food is so bipartisan and it, mm-hmm. and it sews us together in such a universal way mm-hmm. that I don't know how you could not love somebody when you're sitting down eating great food with them. Well, since you put it like that, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to be thinking like that literally, you know? You know, even from the, you think about it, like the, the you got shrimp in here, and so there are some you know people out right now, you know that's you know fixing that their is, nets oh God, and you know yes. pre- taking care of Charles their boats. And, yes. yeah. Yeah. and we watch like yeah. we watch the Discovery Channel all the time, yeah. and and we're watching um, what's the, the name of the show, The Greatest Catch, and, and they go and, out there and, and they're they well really the, you know they take a chance on their lives, you know, and mm-hmm. people have died at sea, and they do die at they sea, get they get hurt all the time. You yeah. know, and they just to bring you some blue crab and, and well, well, not blue crab, well, Dungeness and Dungeness and, 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 and snow, snow crab. crab and, and I mean, it's and like gotta, wow. You know, I didn't know until I saw you know saw that. On and, TV. and I don't think I think unfortunately you know because we've gone from um, agricultural society to a technology society, mm-hmm. and so we really have forgotten all of the beautiful things that the earth 
brings us and how people work with their hands to still bring us a lot of the products that we love. I don't know. I think we, a lot of us have this idea that it's the Jetsons thing and you go to a computer and (laughs) boom, here it is. Yeah, but it doesn't happen that way. Um, No, it doesn't. I'm a little bit of a Trekkie, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. (laughs) Beam me a glass of this. (laughs) I am definitely not looking, looking forward to that. I'm I'm sorry because I I, I think, you know, because, you know, if you, if you studying in the world, you know, like right now in China and other places, Japan, they have, you know, these uh, restaurants that are basically simulated so you don't have to have any help, Kevin. The, the conveyor belts are going around really? and you get to choose your food wow. right there. And so we're moving closer and closer to that technology mm-hmm. part, mm-hmm. you know, with the study of space and how food works in space and how we can, you know, emulate that at home. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, what you will never be able to emulate is the love that comes from, from your hands. That's right. From the human hand. You, you can't. True. I don't care what you do. It's just something about harassing Kevin and touching him <laughs> that you can't do through, you know, a computer simulation. That is so know. true. That is so true. Uh, we need to take a quick break. But the other thing I'd like to say, this uh, you were talking about spice. And to me, this is just perfectly spice because it's enough to wake up your mouth. But to me, I, I, I don't like overly spicy food, but I'm in, I've always impressed when someone can produce something that is spicy, but the flavor is there, too. I mean, a lot of times food Absolutely. gets so hot that it overwhelms everything. But this, the flavors are so delicious and it's just it really is and my goodness it is just chock full of uh, good tasting stuff so hey uh, like i said we need to take a quick break when we get back we'll continue visiting with uh, marilyn and james kathuka from gumbo girl this is deep south dining on mpb think radio for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Here's a great tip to clear the clutter going into the holidays. If you've got an extra car you no longer need, or if you recently upgraded your car and don't want the hassle of selling your old one, we have a solution. You can donate it to MPB. You can submit your donation up until midnight December 31st to qualify for a tax deduction. And if that car's gotten too expensive to repair just to get it there, well, come pick it up. Go by mpbonline.org and donate your car, truck, boat, RV, or motorcycle to MPB. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email food at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome 
Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're visiting on the show this morning with Marilyn and James Kathuka from Gumbo Girl in Jackson. So, uh, as always, uh, they brought in some great food. We've been talking about the surf and turf gumbo that they brought in. It's got some uh, sausage, some chicken, some uh, shrimp, some crawfish, some crab. Uh, just really, really good, good, good spice to it. Uh, the other thing, though, uh, Marilyn, I want to talk about is um, roux is sometimes it's I th- there's a range. Sometimes it's a light roux, sometimes a darker roux. I would say yours is kind of maybe about the middle of middle of the road there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about uh, the preparation of, of, of your gumbo. Well, what I do, I, I like to um, cook my sausage first in the skillet with some oil, of course, and uh, get all that grease of all that goodness of that and then I throw in my vegetables uh behind that you know the onions the I like to use green onions I use white onions um I use uh celery the um, holy trinity the holy no, trinity is yeah. what's it called yeah the holy trinity and then from there you know I I build with the flour Okay, and um, I have my stock. Uh, Some people uh, use, I like to use shrimp stock. I I like to use beef also. Um, And then I just I just build it. I just build from it and just keep going. One of the things, Kevin, that I love about, you know, being able to be open and sharing recipes is Mm -hmm. because, Marilyn, I don't care how many other people prepare it. It will never taste that's true. like yours, and it's whether whether it's gumbo or a pound cake recipe. That's true. Because all of our hands are different, mm-hmm. all of our spirits are different, and what goes into it, you know, just it, at the end of the day. And pe- people say, well, you know, you're so spiritual when it comes to cooking, but, but that's that. who we are as human it beings. Is. It really and is. So, uh, even that hungry part of you, part of that is the spirit man calling. It may not mm. even just be for food; it may be for something else. But you're trying to satisfy that, that's and right. so that's part of the philosophy when I'm cooking is it's okay to share and to be really open about right. what you're doing because no two people are going to we'll ever the same. Yeah. I don't care. You can give this, you can give the same two people. I tell my employees and my relatives and friends all the time. You can get two people in the kitchen together or more same recipe. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to taste different. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's just all about the love and the passion that you put into your, your food. Especially when you're doing hands cooking, like, you know, from a from this perspective that, you know, cooking in a restaurant. Now, when you're doing a manufacturing situation. Right. They've duplicated a recipe and it's the same every time. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about put, put adding human beings to Ooh. the to the pot, then you Tell come up with it. something completely different. Oh, my different. God. Yeah. It's a challenge. It's some days my gumbo is challenging to me myself. And, you know, and it's like that, though, you know. Um, and I think you can, you know, I know you can relate to that, you know. I, I think if you wake up, you know, and your mood is really energetic and happy and peaceful and flowing, the mm-hmm. food tends to be more like that. But if, if there's something going on in, in here. That's true. That if you're not careful, <laughs> if you don't leave it where it's supposed to be, it'll yeah. affect how the cooking That is turns so out. true. That yeah. is so, I can't tell you uh, how many times I've had to start over. Yeah, and you talking about a crazy day at work. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm screaming. I'm, like, freaking out. I'm like, I got to get this gumbo right. You know, it doesn't happen 
often at all, but it's just, you know, here, you know, every now and again, you know, you have those little off days, like you said, when something is not right or whatever, you know. So, James is over here you, laughing, you, right? You should, yeah. <laughs> you should see my face when she says, I've got to dump this out. <laughs> I know. It's like all of that. i got to dump it out. And I can't and serve I'm, it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing dollars. <laughs> I'm, look, and because I'm seeing. it's expensive. You know? Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's very expensive, expensive to, create, to make. To create a gumbo fresh every single day. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize um uh, and and if you look at the gumbo, I think you'll you'll know that it's 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 got pa- passion and love in it. <laughs> right yes. when you when and you so, look at this gumbo, you do know that it's not watered down. This, not watered exactly. this is the roux is really incredible. I wish everybody I that was listening a, could a be thin here. Roux. I don't like mm-hmm. it when it's watery. I just hate those. Kind meaty. Of. There's a lot of uh, stuff in there. Yeah. Shrimp and and so when she does have to say she's got to dump it out, I. I have a mini heart attack. <laughs> it doesn't happen too often, like I said, every once in a while. But what I love about that, uh, though, James, is that the willingness for her to do that. Because for me, the, one of the worst things to do is to go to a restaurant and have a really high experience. Oh, my God. And then you go back six months later and yeah. it's, it's gombosh. Uh, you said I say that nicely? Yes, okay. <laughs> and always... I don't want that. You know why? No. Because I put myself in my customer's shoes. And I'm like, you know what? I know when I, I know there's a lot of restaurants that I like to eat at and there are certain things on the menu. And if I go there and it doesn't taste the same, you know, I've, like you said, you're all hyped up to get there and eat and then you get it and it's like, wait a minute, this doesn't taste like it did the last time. I don't want that. I don't want my customers to say that. Absolutely. It's like uh, ordering a, you know, a Louis Vuitton bag and you finally get it and then you realize <laughs> Louis left it? the room a long right. time ago. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yes. So I wonder if, if both of you could share with us um, <clears throat> sort of growing up, were you around food a lot? Did you enjoy working in the kitchen? Uh, oh. Marilyn, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, growing up, um, my mom had us in the kitchen at a very early age. Um, I'll say, well, first of all, she had us washing dishes to first start. <laughs> uh, we were like, seriously, like six and seven years old, me and my sister, my baby sister. Of course, she was way behind there. But, you know, we started there cleaning. Uh, and, and, and I'm a very clean, neat person. So when you start children early, you know what I'm saying? You start in the kitchen there. So then from there, mom um, started us cooking soul food. She introduced us to fried chicken, greens, macaroni and cheese, you know, the, the southern, the southern thing, you know. And that's where it all began right there. And my grandmother, my great grandmother uh, would cook. She was a great cook. And also my mom's mom um, was a great cook. And and she still is a great cook, but she's gotten older now. She's gotten older, but she still cooks. She can she can make one heck of a um Red velvet cake. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, and those are hard to make. I can't even bake those. <laughs> now, one of the things that you said that I definitely uh, really love is starting the kids in the kitchen young and teaching them just, you know, the the basic the discipli- disciplines mm-hmm. of learning to clean up without making it a punishment. Exactly. And I think what happens a lot of times why kids are not enamored, you know, by being in the kitchen is because a lot of times as parents, we assign children stuff when we're upset with them. And so it becomes yeah. a punishment mm-hmm. instead of a, a reward. So whether it's reading a book you know you don't you don't say well go to your room and read a book 
Yeah. So now I think every time I want to read a book, it's a punishment opposed mm-hmm. to, okay, you did so good today. Let's read a book together. Right. It's just, right. you know, so the same thing with washing dishes, it teaches some discipline and that's something and that that's will carry for the rest of your life. And it does. And yeah. it did. It really did. And I thank God my mom started us with that at such an early age. Speaking of thanking God. So now we're having this pot, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone from the gumbo and Marilyn and her husband brought in a, a, a pot and in this pot there these turkey necks are so yummy thank you I hope everybody's jealous today that's listening to this because this is just incredible and we've got a baby potatoes and we've got sausage in here and we've got corn I mean it's just Kevin are you okay are you okay uh, over yeah there? it's <laughs> you, you did warn me that this is much spicier yes it's much spicier um, so yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm <laughs> it's good stuff though, and as the the turkey necks are really really tender. Uh, so you. tell us what so uh, it, you call it. I guess you just throw everything in a pot. Tell us about how you fix this. Okay. Well, Did you want to so, handle that? yeah. So basically, and and of course, um, I get excited about this because this is something I have had to learn here okay. in recent years with being with her and being in the south. You know, all the way from far far away. So it's uh. It's it's our version of basically what a Louisiana junk pot mm-hmm. is, and you you know I would hear people doing cookouts and they would talk about a junk pot, a pot, and, and you know, uh, so and it turns out that's a little bit of just everything that you like mm-hmm. in there. Uh, so this is basically uh, turkey necks mm-hmm. that are cooked in a Cajun spice. And they are really spicy, uh, but spicy. but the bites are so yummy. Thank you. You know, it's it's the spice level. It's there, but it's 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 amazing that you start eating them and you can't stop. Right, <laughs> and and keep, I'm telling you, you have to keep those going potatoes, because the flavor the yeah. flavor is there. And so and so the, in the in the junk pot, there's turkey necks, then there's corn, sausage, and potato, and there's different variations of this. People do it differently, uh, but this is just kind of what uh, we. We've chosen to have in there mm-hmm. uh, turkey necks, uh, corn, corn, sausage, sausage yeah. And some people like to get it. We, we also serve it with rice. Um, we have another one. It's called our homestyle pot. Okay. And we do that with a fried cabbage and um, the the rice, the fluffy rice. Bed of rice. And 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 they love it when it's when it's over that bed of rice and and the, that fried cabbage on the side. They love it. And the broth from the uh, turkey necks actually creates such a, a, a it actually turns the the rice yellow. So sometimes, right. <laughs> and they and think we cook a yellow rice, but it's not. <laughs> but uh, and it, it just makes for a great side to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, it's a real. Uh, comforting meal. It's just one of those that you could just take on a Eat cold rainy day sit and just relax. fall out and go to sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> James, uh, you earlier mentioned where you're from. Tell us, remind us where you're from again t- and talk a little bit about your sort of growing up around food. Okay. I'm from uh, Kenya. I was born in Nairobi. Um, when I was 12, we moved to Mombasa, which is the, the coastal town. So I really do love a coastal. I, that, you know, that had a real great influence on me growing up. And uh, on the coastal side, uh, there's a lot of uh, Arabic and Indian influence um, uh, that, you know, came in over past years and settled there and intermarried with the Swahili people there. So the the, the food there has a lot of uh, origins to it uh, that kind of just make it really unique. Um, growing up, I did spend, well, 
pretty much just like Marilyn, mom would make us, we, we did a lot of work around the house. Uh, and it just became second nature. Um, I took care of my younger siblings uh, on the weekends when mom would have to work when I was not in school. So, I, you know, I would spend a lot of time watching her uh, cooking, you know, uh, our dinner and, and just and the method. And chicken farm, you know. Yeah, she, and, 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 know, one, and one time in point, she actually had a, a poultry farm. Uh, that we would supply, supply fresh chicken to um, the local resorts and stuff like that. So I've just kind of done every bit of it. Uh, we had a, a farm, um, what we call upcountry, I guess, which would be in the country, that we would go to every so often. They uh, grew papaya, mango trees, oh, all sorts wow. of different things. So I, awesome? I've just kind of grown up through, you know, seeing all ends of it, the agricultural side of it actually growing stuff, corn, you know, what we call maize there. And, uh, you know, basically seeing it from the agricultural side of it and, you know, spending time with her in the kitchen, you know, just learning, watching her methods of preparation, you know, saute the onions first, you know, then the tomatoes can go in, let them steam and that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I I just grew up watching my mom a lot, spent a lot of time cooking for my siblings, and I just uh, developed a palate for Good food, mm-hmm. you know, just liking good food. Yeah, because your mom and dad love good food. They <laughs> love coming over here. When they make it to our home, they know it's time to eat. <laughs> we so, need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're visiting today with Marilyn and James Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. They brought in some great food for us this morning. We had the surf and turf uh, gumbo that has sausage and chicken and shrimp and crawfish and crab and uh, did I leave something out? Sausage, I said that. Sausage, Just a great yeah. uh, gumbo, of course. Yeah. You know, you can't have uh, g- uh, g- gumbo, of course. Okra, of course, because you can't have gumbo without <laughs> okra. And also we had the pot, which is, uh, as James said, sort of their take on an old-fashioned uh, a shrimp boil. Um, and I finally recovered. My, my lips are still tingling just a little bit. But again, to me, uh, credit to you because it is very spicy, uh, but it's not it, it's not overwhelming of the of the flavor. And again, you know, it's it's taken I don't know five minutes or so, but I, I'm getting back to normal. <laughs> so, oh my God. so really quite quite good. And as, as Deborah said, the the turkey just fallen off the bone. So really, really good. To add to that, Kevin, one of the things we were talking about during the break is, you know, the beautiful things about understanding how to use your spices and adding mm-hmm. them to dishes, something as, you know, magnificent as cayenne and all the healing properties that it has, including mm-hmm. Marilyn, one of my favorite, is that it's a natural fat burner. Yes. So adding a little bit of kick to your food mm-hmm. is a really great way to reduce some of those it calories really that, you know, girls are always struggling with. So just, I say, spice it up. That's Make right. it spicy. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we've sampled the gumbo, talked about the gumbo and the pot. What are some of the other uh, menu items that you have? So um, some of the other uh, things that are on there, and of course, when we set out to um, build a restaurant around a gumbo, we knew that just wouldn't be enough, that you know, we'd have to have other things. So 
we uh, we sectioned it off to where we have gumbos, then we have what we call the land lovers uh, dishes, which mm-hmm. are non seafood dishes. So basically, the turkey neck pot is falls under that. We have uh, a real good red beans and rice, actually. Oh yeah, uh, real uh, smoky flavor in it, very good. Uh, then we also have um, so. Uh, then now we have a seafood section, which basically is going to be, uh, you know, crab legs, steamed shrimp platters, uh, and so all things seafood, basically one. And we actually have something new called a ball in the bag, which is oh. also a kind of a New Orleans street food kind of thing, yeah. which is, you know, a mixture of all sorts of seafood in a ball in the bag. And then we also have grill items. So off of the grill items, we have basically we have the tacos, and the tacos we have... Uh, and again, this menu is actually built from what we what like we just cook at home. <laughs> to cook at home. You it know, really it's, is. Just, it's not like we thought of something. <laughs> yeah, we just, we we just figured we'll just take, you know, what we make at home, what we do pretty good, and you just kind of put it on a menu. So we have uh, authentic street style uh, Mexican tacos, which are going to be your steak tacos, oh, which wow. is steak, uh, onions, onions, tomatoes, cilantro, tomatoes. and, mm-hmm. you know, a squeeze of lime. And that's just, oof, so very good. good. So steak tacos, shrimp tacos, and then we also introduce some fish tacos. And then we have burgers. Um, there's burgers yeah. everywhere, so we want to do burgers really good. All our burgers are gourmet burgers. Yeah. And it, again, homestyle cooking. Mm-hmm. Our menu is homestyle, made fresh daily, and that's what it's about. So our I gourmet... can make these patties. Yes. <laughs> you gotta say it like you're suffering, Marilyn. I can make these, <laughs> these patties every day. I... <laughs> There's, I do listen. There's, there's a lot of love that goes I'm in. I'm telling you, it's so much love that goes into and this food. You know, you know. Again, being in the restaurant business, you go through a lot of uh, employees. You know, because you, you know, it's it's just the nature of the business. Uh, but people come there, and and uh, especially maybe from a fast food background, and they're at first intimidated by just everything that goes in there. And and so we're able to kind of weed out people who truly have a passion for being in the kitchen. And that's what it's right. about. Mm-hmm. You know, we want them to, mm-hmm. you know, have the passion of seeing how much work goes into Absolutely. everything. Uh, we're not just going to buy frozen patties and make burgers with them. We're going right. to hand make these, hand blend them, season them, and, you know, uh, make some really good burgers. And my number one selling burger is what we have. It's called the Surf and Turf. We have Surf and Turf every day, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so the our, our my number one burger is the Surf and Turf burger, something that I just came up with myself. Um, it's, it's crab meat, you know, um, and Real shrimp. Crab. Yeah, yes. blue crab is... Real, is Real crab oh, meat yeah. mixed in with shrimp. Mm-hmm. Made into a topping that goes yes. on top of oh, the wow. seven-ounce oh, Angus <laughs> patty. It makes for a terrific mm. back yes. burger. And people love it. They love it. How um, how helpful and important do you think it is having access to uh, to the Gulf Coast and the seafood that comes from there? That's I think great. it's, yeah, I think it's really, really, really good because, uh, and, and that's one of the things <clears throat> that we actually really try to, to do as well is to authenticate our sources for everything that we get. Uh, we make sure our best to try our best, uh, and it's difficult because it varies. One little thing happens in the coast, you know, you get a bad storm, you know, uh, an oil spill, anything, it just throws your 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 access off. But we try to make sure we use for the shrimp, Gulf shrimp, Gulf shrimp, Gulf, Gulf shrimp, all the way. Uh, whenever we can get it, and if mm-hmm. we can get it, you know, then we might get an import product, but only for a short stint of time, and we go back to you know 
the golf product. So it's been pretty good. That's the, that's the wonderful thing that I love about, you know, local restaurants being able to use local staples, you know, whether, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting your vegetables straight from the farmer or from the farmer's market or, again, your meats, you know, from a local butcher or your seafoods from the Gulf Coast. It's Mississippi by Mississippi for yes. Mississippi and it, it creates an economic base where we're taking care of each other here at home mm-hmm. because farmers, whether you are a seafood farmer or you're a vegetable farmer, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of money and energy Absolutely. it goes. And so it's important for all of us to take care of each other as a family. So I'm really, you know, more willing to visit a restaurant that's, you know, using items that come mm-hmm. from home opposed to things that we're importing from other places. It just, mm-hmm. it's just smart business to me. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, we got about a minute and a half left. If we've talked all about the, the great food that you served, we have not let folks know where they can go to get it. So where are you all located? <laughs> We're located at 5681 Highway 18, and that's South Jackson. Okay. Uh, Facebook, do you have a social media presence? Oh, yes. Uh, we're everywhere. We're, we have Facebook. Uh, you can uh, like the page, Gumbo Girl. Um, I'm Gumbo Girl Biz on Instagram. I am uh, Gumbo Girl uh, on Twitter. Um, where you can also Google us. You can. We're 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 on Yelp. Um, yeah, we TripAdvisor. A- uh, you can find us almost anywhere. And I'm going to say it's just really worth the drive. Whether you're close by or out of state, it's yes. really, I hope that you guys end up on one of the food trails, Maryland, because your restaurant and your food is fantastic. Thank you. I mean, this is really, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, really, really good. So, and so uh, Monday through Friday, what hours? What? The, the hours are Tuesday through Saturday, okay. 1130 a.m. to 8 p.m. All right. Uh, but we are looking to extend those hours soon um, on Friday and Saturday. All right. Thank you so much. This was really good stuff. So appreciate you bringing us in and feeding uh, Deborah and I and the rest of the crew here at MPB this morning. That's going to wrap us up. East South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. So for Deborah Hunter and our guests, James and Marilyn Kathuka from Gumbo Girl, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. <laughs>